I'm reading from the book of Acts, chapter 4, verse 23 to 31. On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Uh, northern Quebec, there was uh, uh, communities of Inuit people who were under a plague of uh, drug and alcohol abuse, there was teenage suicides, there was sexual abuse. Um, it was a community in total despair. And then people started praying. And the church rose up and uh, it was a revival. This happened in the late, late 1990s. And then one time they were concerned that some of the young people were getting into drugs again and uh, this was on the rise uh, and so they had some time of prayer in one of the churches. And on 28th of February, uh, 1999, um, they gathered together with the young people for an afternoon service. And they prayed. Um, and as they were praying, this sound of a wind, a bit like a, 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 a roar of a, an aeroplane, started to fill the place where they were praying. And uh, the pastor thought, oh, it must be something to do with the PA system going wrong. So they pushed all the sliders down on the PA system. Um, they switched the whole thing off. But the sound kept going and the recording kept going. <laughs> and, and so there's still to this day a recording of that service where they're crying out to God. They're acknowledging the fire of God, the power of God. And they're literally um, hearing this audible roar that came and visited among them and they were never the same since uh it's all on youtube it's a it's a true story and uh, god transformed the community the crime went rate went down um you know people who've been guilty of all sorts of things confessed them and there was a great uh change in the land even the wildlife that like the caribou that had all fled came back <laughs> uh god shook that place and brought it from a dark place to a place of incredible light and revival and it spread all around that area among the Inuit people. God is in the business today of 
shaking the room of doing incredible things. It happened in the early chapters uh, of Acts with the early church. Uh, But it wasn't all easy. The leaders of the movement, Peter and John, had been in for questioning. They'd healed a man uh, born uh, lame, and the authorities didn't like what was going on. They were upset about this, and they called them in. And then Peter and John, on their release, go back to their own people and report that the chief priests and the elders, what they'd said to them. Have you got your own people? Have you got your tribe? We have, don't we? We've got our own people here. We're a church family. And uh, whatever kind of week you may or not have had, you can come back to your people. And I pray that this place be a place of, of healing, a place of welcome, a place where you can be yourself, uh, within reason, obviously. Um, but um, I'm joking. Come back to your own people and say, yeah, you know what, I've had a brilliant week, rejoice with me. Or come back to your people and say, actually it's really been tough, can we pray? Come back to your people. And when they did this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. They prayed together. You know, some churches, that's what they audibly do. I think it's in South Korea. Often the way of praying won't be nice and quiet. Everybody stands up and they all pray out loud at once. And I have done, seen that many times in the UK. People try and say, let's pray Korean style. And everyone goes, because <laughs> <laughs> we're British and we don't do that kind of thing. But everyone in this prayer meeting prayed together. They raised their voices together to God and they said, Sovereign Lord. The word uh, in the original language is actually where we would get the word despot from, despotes. We get the word despot and they're crying out to God as a despot. Now that might sound quite negative and we have a negative connotation of, of a despot, a human ruler who's a bit of a tyrant and, and bullies their people. Um, but they didn't have that negative connotation. They, but they, they, they called God a despot because they're saying he's in control. He is above all. So I appreciate your prayers um, because on Tuesday morning I'll be in, in the Houses of Parliament. I'm going there for the National Parliamentary Prayer Breakfast uh, and playing with, in the band with some friends and we're doing some hymns and uh, we've got to get there Monday night and Got, I had to give them the size of my instruments um, so that they knew it wasn't a machine gun and all the rest of it. And, and we're going in and then we'll get up ridiculous o'clock on Tuesday morning and then we'll play some hymns. And, and then lots of the MPs turn up. Greg Clark, our very own MP, will be, be there. And last year, um, uh, Sajid Javid, who was then the Chancellor of the Exchequer, was present at this National Parliamentary Prayer Breakfast. And uh, he heard the guy speaking. And the guy speaking was talking about his name, someone called Les Isaacs, um, who set up a thing called Street Pastors. And Les Isaacs was talking and said um, it was important to have integrity in public life. Well, the government at that time <laughs> perhaps lacked some integrity. And that very afternoon, off the back of that speech, uh, Sajid Javid resigned. So who knows what will happen on Tuesday morning <laughs> this week. 
Now, um, we've got my nephew here, and he tells me that uh, there have been recent surveys that have come out and said um, that faith in those in public office is quite low at the moment. You may be surprised to hear that. <laughs> uh, we pray for our leaders. We pray for our politicians. Uh, of course we do. But, you know, we've again been hearing a previous prime minister interviewed about parties, number 10, and we all know about what, what happens. And uh, faith is low in our public leaders. And if we think, well, you know, they are the top dogs in the country and there's no one above them, we might feel somewhat depressed. But we know that that's not true. They're just people like us. They're called to do what they're doing and trying to do their best, a lot of them. But we have a higher authority. You might not call him a despot, but you might call him sovereign Lord. And we, when we pray, can pray to a higher authority than the politicians in the land. We can cry out to him. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heavens and the earth, the sea, everything in them. You are God. You are in charge. Isn't it incredible that when we pray, we have direct access to the one who made all creation. And they cry out, and they remember a psalm from the Old Testament. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Psalm 2, they um, bring to mind. And in that psalm, it talks about you know, the, 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 the leaders of the world, they, they rage against God. They, they get together and they say, oh, we don't like you, God. They shake their fists at God in rage. We don't like your power and authority, God. And God is in heaven and he laughs at them. <laughs> God's got a sense of humor. He just laughs. God scoffs. But they rage against the Lord and his anointed one. And the word anointed one literally means Christ. They rage against God and they rage against his Christ. And this is ultimately fulfilled as the apostles saw here, ultimately fulfilled in Jesus. And anointed leaders, of course, in the Old Testament, but ultimately fulfilled in Jesus. The kings of the earth rise, but God is in charge. God is in charge. <clears throat> Herod, Pontius Pilate, they were the, the prime minister and the chancellor, you know, you know, I mean, they were the, the powers that be of the day. And they recognized that, yes, they conspired together with the Gentiles, with the religious leaders, to plot against your servant Jesus. But all of this was part of your plan, Lord. They were only doing what your power and will had decided should happen beforehand. God is sovereign. And I'm not saying that that therefore means everything that happens is God's will. But in the case of the death and resurrection of Jesus, they thought they were putting to, to they, they, were, they were silencing the leader of a movement. But it was all part of God's plan. Pilate says, don't you know I've got power? Hmm. Jesus replies, you, the power you've got is only what you've been allowed to have. God is on the throne. So when we pray, it's a powerful thing to be doing. Do you ever feel the tug of the Holy Spirit? calling you away to pray. You say, oh, I'm just going to 
just take a moment. I remember one Christian leader talking about his five-minute holidays. <laughs> you know, he's a busy, busy person, but he'd set, he, in, in the middle of the day, he'd just take a five-minute holiday and go off, go out the room, go in for a walk, and just take time aside to pray. You might have a busy life, you might be in the workplace, but just take a five-minute holiday. Go and make a coffee. Pretend to drink it. Just give yourself to God. We have a privilege to pray. Now they, they could have prayed, Lord, Lord, save us, protect us, deliver us, help us never to be in trouble again. We'll do whatever. We just want an easy life. No, they didn't say that. They said, Lord, consider that their threats, because they've been threatening the people. They've been threatening Peter and John. Consider their threats. They don't say stop it. Um, they don't call down fire from heaven on their enemies. They just say consider your, their threats. But what they pray is this, enable your servants, because that's all they are, they're there to serve, enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. With great boldness. They pray in the face of opposition, in the face of human power and authority, they pray for boldness. Have you ever prayed for boldness? Lord, I need boldness in this situation. Now, boldness does not mean brashness or being obnoxious or loud necessarily, but it means keeping your eyes on Jesus. When actually your knees are knocking, you still go ahead. That's what boldness is. Actually, Peter and John had had a bit of a scare in this story of the book of Acts. They were scared. They weren't, you know, completely impervious to the threats. Please, Lord, enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Paul, the Apostle Paul, would often pray and say, please pray for me that I speak the word with boldness. You know, it's easy to fear. Fear is so powerful, isn't it? What might people think of me? Will they think I'm a religious nut? Will they stop inviting me? Will they unfriend me on Facebook? Fear. A boldness is not a contradiction to love, but it is a reflection of the power of the Holy Spirit. And then they say, stretch out your hand to heal and to perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. During the church, we've often said, we preach the word. But in the Bible, as I, as I see it, call me naive if you like, but as I see it in the Gospels and the books of Acts, you had the word and you had signs and wonders. And the two went together. It wasn't either or. Now sometimes people get really into signs and wonders and they forget about the word, but actually because we're Baptists, we often do the opposite. We'll preach the word. But, oh, well, signs and wonders, that was for those days. But, is, is it, was it? Stretch out your hand to heal. Oh, how much we need healing. How much do we need healing in Pembury? If you 
be in the hospital, you'll know. <laughs> we need healing. Stretch out your hands to heal and perform signs, wonders. Oh, Lord, I'm open to you, whatever you want to do, but you know, I'm not going to ask for it. That's not really faith. But the apostles asked. Daft quoted, how much more will he give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Have you asked? Or asked? (laughs) 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 It's not wrong to ask. Oh, couldn't ask for myself. Don't worry about me. You eat the pastries, I won't. Come off it. They asked, not because they wanted to just see something fancy. They wanted to see the power of God at work, and they wanted to see the name of Jesus glorified. Who wants to see the name of Jesus glorified? Who's willing to face a bit of tough time in the cause of that? Because it got harder for them in the book of Acts. They got scattered. They were all cozy and together at this point, but then they would get scattered, and it got tough. And Peter met a difficult end. He already knew he would. Jesus had told him. It's going to get tough, but Lord, I pray for boldness. And then what happened? The place where they were meeting was shaken, literally. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. God answered their prayer. What kind of prayers does God like to answer? The prayers where we say, God, help me to speak boldly. And notice they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, hang on, that had already happened. Acts chapter 2, the day of Pentecost, they'd already been filled with the Holy Spirit. Wasn't that enough? No. Because they were to be going on being filled with the Holy Spirit. It wasn't a one-off. Oh, that'll do. Don't live off the experiences of 1999 or 1982 or 2005. God wants to fill you with his Spirit today. Be filled with the Spirit and go on being filled with the Spirit today. Oh, I'm too old. No, you're not. You are not too old. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. So who's up for that? Why don't, why don't we stand if you're able? That'd be great. Um, and Lord, we cancel any agenda of the enemy. And we bind any dark force that wants to stop us. And we take authority over the lion crawling at the door, wanting to devour us, because our trust is in the lion of Judah. And he has overcome. Or although they thought they defeated him, they never did, because he rose from the dead. And his name is Jesus. So, Lord, we thank you that you are sovereign 
over and above all our politicians whom we pray for. We pray you continue to guide them and give them wisdom. But Lord, you are sovereign. And you know our hearts completely. So we come to you now. And Lord, we pray that you'd stretch out your hand to heal here in Pembury. In our workplaces. In our homes. In this church. In our community. And we dare to pray, Lord, perform signs and wonders that glorify the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray, shake our very lives. Shake our hearts, Lord, for your glory. So as we're standing, I know it's hot, <clears throat> but we just invite the Holy Spirit to move freely among us, Lord, have your way. And as Tanya was saying about the hands that you hold open, maybe just want to let go of the things that are distracting or preoccupying or pulling you down. If they're sins, just confess them as sins. Let them go. Drop them at the foot of the cross. And then when you've done that, you're free then to hold your hands out to receive what Father God wants to give you. He wants to bless He wants to empower. Lord, enable your children, your servants, to live their lives with boldness for the name of Jesus. I want to thank you that we're all different and called to different places and in different ways, but Lord, give us boldness. So we just, in the quiet, wait on the Holy Spirit. Power, in Jesus' name. He is powerful and mighty to save. He is the God who would deliver you from any dark and demonic force. He sets the captives free. His name is Jesus. If you're not used to this kind of thing, you know, you might wait for a bus for a while, you know. Let's just wait on the Lord. Just speak release. Release from shame. Release from condemnation. Release from fear. Bless your Holy Spirit. Just want to encourage you to be open to what he's doing in you. Jesus says, is, there, is anyone thirsty? Let them come to me and drink. Come to Jesus.
don't know if any of you have uh, driven up towards a mountain. <clears throat> Years ago, I drove to the French Alps, and you can see the French Alps uh, in the distance, and it took forever to get there. And the closer we got, the, the higher the mountains seemed, and it seemed almost impossible to think we can get up to the top there. Uh, early on, I had a picture of a, of a plane, a flat area, and in front was a, uh, like a, uh, not a mountain, but a, but a huge sort of a rise in, in rock. And on the top of that rock was, uh, was God shining in all his glory. And um, thinking about the mountains, sometimes we might think, that is so high. How can I possibly get up to that mountain? And we might be deterred because we think it might be, might be a journey. But actually, if you make the decision, I, I will go to that mountain. The closer you get, instead of the French Alps getting bigger and bigger, in my mind's eye, actually, the mountain came down to lower. And the closer that I got to this cliff, I saw steps that were actually uh, um, graven into, uh, into the, the rock wall. And the closer I got, the steps were worn where many saints have gone before me. God's glory didn't diminish. The, the light didn't diminish. But actually what I found was God prepared the way to make it easier for me to get to God through what Christ has done. And I would encourage those who think that God is so big, so mighty, so far away, I cannot make that journey. But to turn to him, you'll find that Christ has prepared the way you'll see the steps where other saints have walked before you in a path that God has graven for you. And that's for those who don't know Christ as your personal saviour, but also this journey in regards to uh, the Holy Spirit. Make that decision. Turn, and you'll find actually God has prepared the way. Thank you, Rob. I just feel there's too much condemnation as in you don't there's people here that still don't believe they're good enough there's people here that are struggling with past issues and God just wants to say how much he loves you and how much he is waiting for you just to let go. Let that living water come through you because you do deserve it. Every single one of you deserve it. And he just wants you to know that. that he loves you as his own children, well, beyond what we can imagine, even loving our own children, he loves us more than that. So there is no place for condemnation upon yourself. 
just let it go back to where it belongs to the enemy because he is the liar. Thank you. Bless you, Cliff. Yeah. I just feel want to stay in this moment. <clears throat> So uh, just, we just hover because the Holy Spirit is hovering like he hovered over the face of the waters at creation. He's hovering in this place. And so let's not grieve the Holy Spirit. Let's not quench the Holy Spirit. Will we say, come Holy Spirit. Very rarely come to the front, so it must be something pretty special going on here today. Um, right from the beginning of the year, I felt that there's something happening here that is truly wonderful, truly wonderful, truly exciting. And as the weeks have gone on, my excitement's grown and grown, and I just I'm responding to what Dan said right at the beginning of the service when you said there's people here that things are holding them back and they're holding them back from, for all kinds of reasons and in the last few weeks there have been numerous things that have come along that have put blocks in the experience the things that I want to do and the things I feel really excited about happening here. And the, the, some of them you think, oh, that's not really somebody holding you back from what you want to be doing. It's just one of those things and some of those things are wonderful things. Um, and one of the things that's happened is circumstances have meant that I can't be Saturday morning's first women event and I've been waiting for that women's event to start for ages and ages and ages and I'm super super excited about it and it's just been a number of things and I just feel that something is putting blocks and barriers in my way and I want to make kind of a 
statement to just show that it doesn't matter what blocks you put in my way, it doesn't matter what you do, the stuff that's going on here is just, it's too exciting, it's too big, it's too wonderful to be stopped. Um, a couple of months ago, maybe more than that, Dan made um, a cry from here, and he said he thought they were, it would be really great if there were people here that wanted to be baptised. And he said, if you want to be baptised, you don't have to do some big testimony, you don't have to have something wonderful, wonderful that's happened that you can say about. It doesn't have to be just you being baptised. Let's have a crowd of people baptised. And I've not been baptised, Dan. <laughs> I was baptised as a baby in the Methodist church. And I just think, as a statement and a stand to what's going on here in this church, I'd like to ask you if you could get, not doing it on my own, so there's got to be somebody else here. It's <laughs> oh, amazing. But I would like um, to talk to you about being baptised. No. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. Wow. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That's amazing. Fourth time? Really? It's a bit OTT, but there we go. <laughs> It is OTT, and I'll make up for it in the coming weeks. Um, there are a lot of testimonies in here of God having touched lives, of having moved every day, normal lives, he physical healings, healings from addictions, provision, um, signs and wonders that we didn't imagine, that we didn't even consider. Um, and he does it again, and every time we say, he did this for me, He'll do it again. So years ago, he healed my knee, and it doesn't hurt anymore, and it still doesn't hurt anymore. And we've taken um, risks um, that have felt like because we wanted to be more dependent on him, and he just always provides for us. We're wise with what he gives us, and we try to honour him with what he gives us, but he always provides for us. I'm speaking materially. So do it again, God. Right. Whether it's physical healing, whether it's provision, whether it's something really embarrassing, whether it's something you would never share. This is a safe place. This is a place where he wants to do it again, and he wants to do more than you can ask or imagine. So thank you, God. Do it again. Amazing. Peter. Thank you. Okay, I just uh, had a sense... Uh, that um, some of us, when we were young, responded to the Lord or felt drawn to the Lord, and he wants you to return to that time again and to pick up what he gave you then, and he will, he will do those things in your heart that, that you were responding to him. So reach out. You can know that again. Thank you. Wow. Yeah, that's great. 
anyone's worried about time, we're actually running. We, this is not, not a long service, all right? Often we drag on for ages, but so just chill. Um, yeah, <clears throat> this is great. Bless you, Lord, for what you're doing. We bless what you're doing, Holy Spirit. We bless what you're saying. We acknowledge you as the Lord in this place. And we love the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. reading from Luke chapter 4. Um, so Jesus appeared in uh, his hometown of Nazareth and he went on the Sabbath day into the synagogue as was his custom. He stood up to read and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him and he unrolled it and he said this, the spirit of the Lord is on, on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. And he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendants, sat down, and everybody's eyes were fastened on him, and he began by saying to them, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And today Christ is here. Fulfill he's still fulfilling that scripture. He's still setting the captives free. He's still giving sight to the blind. He's still setting the oppressed free. And the anointing is still on him. He's still preaching good news to the poor. We receive what he's doing. Maybe the band would like to invite the band to come. God is moving and 